Welcome back to Size Doesn't Matter, a podcast exploring small content creation and content creation just regardless of size. I'm Keaton Sample. I run my self-titled YouTube channel at 21 subscribers still. I had 22, but I lost one. And I also run, I'm one of the hosts on RPG Roulette, a active uh, actual play podcast with around 60 active listeners. My name is Jesse Robertson, co-host of this show right here and i also run digital cemetery i think i have 10 or 11 subscribers somewhere around there i have one video that came out a few months ago i'm working on my sophomore effort and it should be out sometime in the next few weeks hello (laughs) welcome (laughs) to the show Uh, hi, I'm Barry Bebop. I have 136 YouTube subscribers and 402 Twitch subscribers. We awesome. Just, we just crossed the threshold, so that was cool. Next mark is 420. Getting close. Oh my Getting god, close. I didn't think of that. Oh man, I got ideas now. Ever since we started talking about just this podcast idea, uh, I knew I wanted Barry on because I... Kind of stumbled upon your channel uh, through the Create Unknown, which is where we discover a lot of just amazing creators. Um, and I was just really intrigued because I, the thumbnail is always your face. And I was like, there's no way, like, like, sure, he has a picture of that. But when you actually go to your stream, it's this, your talking very face, which for all you audio listeners out there uh barry has a special uh algorithm magic computer stuff uh, a special secret yeah um uh that basically transforms his face into that of a blackberry uh so what yeah so what was that process like and why why a berry the process of making this yeah myself um, and I don't uh, necessarily keep how I created this a secret either, like as far as how it runs. I use Adobe Character right. Animator, so anybody who has okay. Adobe Suite has access to these tools, which is pretty cool. Um, okay, that makes sense. I was actually looking into Adobe Character Animator the other day just for fun. Like, okay, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah, it's just properly labeled Photoshop layers, and then you've created a being. Um, so... <laughs> that story i mean there's more context but as far as like my face specifically is i was up at two in the morning and i thought what if it was a talking berry and that was it <laughs> i mean nice. that's how some of the greatest ideas are born uh, i mean that's oh, yeah. how we that's how we named this show we were going through like really serious names yeah. and jesse just made the joke of oh size doesn't matter it's fantastic. and then we just kind of like locked eyes and we're like oh that's actually good <laughs> it's great it's perfect it's a perfect name, which is so important. A good yes. name. So, yeah. So I stumbled upon your Twitch channel in the TCU Discord. Yeah. And I think the first night I hopped in was your ASMR Neopets stream, <laughs> um, which unfortunately at the time Neopets was actually down. 
Yes. And so I believe you are playing balloons instead. Classic, classic games. Um, so I guess as a, you're obviously not a tiny streamer. Um, you have a decent and very dedicated following. I have uh, noticed during my time. Um, so what was it like starting out for you, and why streaming specifically? It, it's interesting. So I was, I so I've been making content for like most of my life content you know quotes um like you know you guys talked about in the last podcast like we kind of grew up with youtube and you know Mm -hmm. the first thing the first people i remember looking up to really were the lonely island like oh you know and then olin rogers was kind of the second one with his old Mm -hmm. group and so i've been making videos and stuff since even before that actually no first was Knox. you guys know who Knox is it, it sounds, sounds familiar. familiar. Yeah, he, but I he can't was the, recall. The new grounds guy who made claymations. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Did he do the um the the little blue guys and the yep. pancakes? Yep, yeah. Exactly. Yep. That guy. Um. So he was. He wow, was those were my throwback. first inspiration. Yeah. I mean, that's a it's a long time ago. Um. And anyway, so I've been making stuff for a long time, and then I was in this phase of life that I don't necessarily want to get totally into, but essentially. Last year, I uh, had some things happen, and so I didn't have a whole lot to do. And I was in a new city, and I didn't have a lot of friends, and I didn't have a lot going on. And I started watching a lot of YouTube again because I hadn't watched it in many years. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I started watching How to Basic for the first time, mm. and I watched his 10 million subscriber reveal. And <laughs> that was... One so cool because he brought people out of the woodworks, like like people I haven't thought of in five or six years, just yeah. out of nowhere. Like, do they like why are they here? Do they even make YouTube anymore? And that was cool. Anyway, so I thought the face, the hidden face thing was cool. Not that I hide my face because it's right here. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that was kind of the, the more lead into that. And then Twitch was like, I don't know, maybe I can do this more. I want to play video games again. I want to be more social and who knows, maybe I could build it into a real thing, which is my goal. And so, and uh, starting out, there's just, you know, there was nobody there, <laughs> you know, I yeah, just started yeah. posting in there. this small little Reddit group and was like, Hey, I'll connect with a few people. And, uh, and then I kind of got lucky a few times. And so now I'm here is the quick way to put it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely with streaming. It's, I feel like it's a lot more kind of ego bruising than YouTube because obviously with both of them, there's no expected virality, but with Twitch, I feel like it's a lot more personal because even with YouTube, like, yeah, you put a lot of effort into videos and stuff like that. But once you put that video out there, it's very easy to just kind of sever ties and not feel like that affects you. But with streaming, it's literally just you, like you're broadcasting yourself. Um, and yeah, so like I, it's, I've tried to get into streaming yeah. a couple of times, but even as soon as I, cause obviously I don't have an audience on Twitch or anything, there'll be like four people who hop on and then hop off. But as soon as that like viewer count goes up, I like get clammy. 
Yeah, yeah. because it's so different. Like I, I already have to take so many takes when I record something on a camera, uh, because even the thought of a camera can be a little intimidating knowing other people will see it. But like having people actively watch you in that moment is something that it's impressive for people who pull it off. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, there's just a lot more pressure, a lot more kind of, I mean, it's live, so it's raw. You can't edit out the mistakes. And so, so yeah, it's just definitely a much more difficult thing to continue grinding on. For sure. Like if there's nobody there and everybody stops talking, it's super like it's, you have to really tell yourself like, okay, you know, and then that's a moment of like, I need to remember that this game is fun kind of thing, you know? Cause that's, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's part of it. I'm not just out here building a thing also, like I'm enjoying myself. And so, you know, I have to like remind myself, like, I'm, I mean, obviously the, you know, the people there are what make a Twitch stream a Twitch stream, but also it's like, well, let's play a game and pretend like people are here, which is kind of how you do it in the early point. You just have to pretend like there's people there to entertain. And it's yeah, uh, and it's healthy. It's practice too. Yeah, it that was the weirdest thing for me because like I I did it for a little bit, um, and honestly, like the most enjoyable and m- most stats wise best night I had was just the fanfic night, which yeah. was the most fun. Um, but yeah, with with video game, it's hard because like for me, it's hard to balance those like. I'm either like a hundred percent into the game or I'm a hundred percent into the audience. And so like when I played Hyperlight Drifter, it's like when I was, you know, just talking to people, like I was just running around in circles. Like I wasn't doing anything. So it's like if someone's coming for gameplay, they're not gonna stick around because it's not very exciting. Um and so I feel like a lot of the games you play have a lot more um have a lot more what's the word potential for com- comedy. Um, you know, whether that's goose game, like cuphead, which was one of the first ones I saw you complete. Yeah. Um, which is a very challenging game for sure. Um, but the way you stream just has so much comedy in it that watching someone just get destroyed by a dice man over and over again is entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I really try to think about things that way. Um, and I'm not good at video games like at all. (laughs) So it creates problems because despite using everything for comedy, I would like to be good at games. You know, that is a, that is a desirable trait. And so like, uh, yeah, I try to, I try to, um, to make sure that something is being interesting because if i'm too bad at a game or i just really can't find a way to make things funny i will stop like i'm not gonna stream goose game anymore Um, yeah which was which i had fun for a little bit and i still think it's a funny game but i played it with a friend off stream and it was more fun because it's a puzzle game at heart and so once i stop knowing what to do like then those are the moments where it's like i don't you know not like I can't talk to people, but when the tempo of the game slows down and then you kind of slow down because you're wondering what to do and then the tempo of the yeah. whole stream slows down. And yeah. uh, that's not something I like. <laughs> but um, yeah, stuff like Cuphead or it's like more rage game kind of thing. Um, those are really, on the whole, those are really fun. And so I want to get back to some of that kind of stuff. I'm trying to rein in like what kind of games I play and... 
it's a ongoing discussion, but yeah. Yeah, no, they're really enjoyable streams. Um, I appreciate it. What has your schedule been like? Because I know, obviously, you took a hiatus recently for probably various reasons. Um, What has been difficult? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, if you're open to talking about that, what did you do during your hiatus? Was it just because work got so busy or, you know, kind of like what's behind the curtain for Twitch streamers and how do you balance all of that with the scheduling and, you know, for most people also working a job and how do you kind of consistently maintain your audience when so much of your content is based on you being there at the moment? Yeah. So me being there at the moment is my biggest focus right now. So I have all these questions of like, what kind of games do I want to play? What kind of this, that, that, that do I, I should make this thing better. I should make that thing better. And I'm trying to set all of that aside and say, I just want to stream consistently. And so that's why the break was a hard thing to take. But I had all these things piling up on my plate. A lot of it was just, I just let myself fall behind at my job. That was the main 100% thing. It's not a really personal thing. It wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. It was just, I'm behind and I have to do a lot of work after hours. And I'm the only one to blame for that. Like there was, maybe there's some work factors, but there was that. And then there was a lot of the stuff that we can get into later about, like I had some freelance stuff going on. And or potential for those things to go on. And those were piling up too. And it was like I want and I want to keep streaming. And I had a few conversations with some good people and they were like, You should take a break. And that was very frustrating to to hear. But it was uh it was when you needed at the time. And now now that I've kinda gotten into a groove again, I feel much better. Um Yeah, well, I mean, I know burnout is one of the most common mm-hmm. uh kind of buzzwords definitely but definitely necessary to talk about for streaming is because people are expecting it so consistently but Mm -hmm. again it's not like youtube where you can film a short video and just put it out and people are like okay that's your content for the day or the week but with streaming like you know again it's like it takes up that time in your day that you know you have to stream during those hours or else people are going to get upset with you which like sure a good audience wouldn't, and they would understand. And most people I talked to were you know, very understanding of your hiatus. Um, yes. But yeah, that's why you know burnout. It's definitely good to take breaks and stuff. Um, but yeah, with your job, those of you who may not know, is you do video stuff as well for your main big boy job. Yes. Uh, so, w- how do you find kind of like I guess the creative balance? Which, like, obviously, you know, most people wouldn't consider working for some film company or firm very creative, but it it takes a lot of the same skill sets. And so how do you kind of balance that I'm working, you know, eight plus hours a day in front of a monitor or doing shoots or editing, and now I'm going to go straight home and start doing, you know, creative video stuff again? Yeah, it's hard. Um so oftentimes, and I think Keaton, you talked about this in the last episode, and it struck a chord mm-hmm. with me because I like went to film school. I, I grew up doing all this film stuff and all these things, and I'm super grateful for that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, to yeah. have the abilities and like the times that I had in those places and the skills to do, and like, you know, I get to I get to film things and edit things for a living. That is not to be, you know, um, taken for granted. I guess, but sometimes something becomes a job and then 
you kind of lose the passion for it. And mm-hmm. in a similar vein, that's also kind of a privilege. Like, you know, a guy who's farming yeah, it, doesn't get that, you know. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. it's a weird dynamic because uh, especially me. Yeah, I also um, I ended up switching my major in college from film to web development. Yeah. Um, but that's because I got to start working in film when I was 14, uh, which was okay. super exciting at the time um, because I had all these big dreams of being a filmmaker and everything. Um, however, I, I went straight to work with people who've been working in film for like 10 years or more, um, and kind of seeing how a lot of them didn't have that same excitement with a camera that I did and how it just Mm -hmm. easily became a job, um, kind of made me realize that I probably didn't want to do this as a job because I didn't want to lose that passion that I had for it. Um, and I still do it now, just not to the extent that I was planning on doing it. It's more of just freelance stuff here and there, a contract here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it definitely, it's kind of this balance of, because you're right, it is a privilege because I still like, my primary income get, comes from using a camera, which is what I wanted. But there's like, there's this difference between doing and filming and editing things that you're being paid for and that someone's telling you to film or edit versus creating your own like uh, creative projects and filming and editing the things that are truly yours, you know, Um, which is where it comes into where it's fun to do this stuff, to create YouTube videos and podcasts and Twitch streams and everything. But there is definitely kind of a drawback when you're going from, you know, hours of the same skills and you might just want to take a break and play a video game without recording it or something like that, you know? Totally. Totally. Um, Yeah. You know, and, and, in the same vein, it's like part of it is an attitude thing. Um, I um, like mm-hmm. for me to be successful at, at Barry Bebop, if I wanted to make it into a full time thing, which I definitely do, I need to have a good attitude at my day job. And that's my biggest battle, because if I can't have a good attitude at my day job, why on earth would I be able to transfer it into something that I'm passionate about and then have that turn into mm-hmm. a job again? You know, like those patterns yeah. follow you through things. And so that's kind of like my the the struggle there and so it's hard for me to sit down like what makes barry bebop fun is because it's just a big shoot post um it's just it's just a mess it's just chaos it's just like it doesn't matter if it looks bad uh that's the whole point it's like it's just Mm -hmm. i can just put literally whatever in there and i can be like the people that i've that i've enjoyed being entertained by for all these years and where I work now, I oftentimes make very similar things, um, and it's just it's just not it's just not the same. Um, and then infinite loop, I should still appreciate that. And then you just re- re- <laughs> and then that's the cycle of my emotions every week. Yeah. But so it's that it's that fight is like, can I keep a good attitude about this in the same way? Because other people don't have that ability. Like sometimes I think maybe I should figure out a way to get a day job working outside. Honestly, which is very romantic now and probably would yeah. suck later. So like, yeah, who knows if I would ever do that, but you know, it's like, man, should I, should I be like an electrician so I can enjoy this more <laughs> so I can separate my time? It's easier mentally, only mentally, not physically. Okay. It's easier <laughs> mentally to like put yourself towards like, I have to wash dishes right now. Whereas at my yeah. day job, it's like, okay, I need to answer these emails and I need to 
organize this footage and I need to do this and that and that. And it's just, it's just different, you know? So it's just, that's the daily, that's the struggle. That's the adult, that's the adult life. Obviously, I think a lot of people have that struggle, but especially kind of the creative, but not necessarily just creative, but kind of like creative, entrepreneurial, like that kind of mindset of creating your own thing and putting it out there. Like whenever you're in those positions of, oh, it's the man holding me down, or I don't want to do this because someone's telling me to do it. Like I know both me mm -hmm. and Keaton struggle with that. And obviously it sounds like you do too. Totally. Where, you know, again, like what's going to change once we do get that magic ticket and this does go yeah, full time. It's just going to be another job. I think you exactly. bring up a really good point with like keeping a good attitude at your job because this does become a job. Like for people who want to do this full time, it's a job. It's not just like, Oh, this is a free ticket to have fun 24 seven and not actually put hard work into anything. Cause that's not true at all no. uh, to keep up with schedules and good content. People want to watch it. It is a job. Um, and so, yeah, I think you bring up a really good point with like, if you can't have a good attitude at your job right now, once, I mean, it's almost the same thing as my story of getting into the video world where I'm sure those guys who absolutely hate their job with a camera loved it when they started. Cause they thought it'd be so cool in which I loved it when I started. Um, and even to an extent, I'm like, no, nah, it's a job now. Um, but if that is true for those jobs, then it's going to be the true for content creation because uh, you're going to get into it. It's going to be really fun. But then when it's what you're living off of, it, you just have to have a good attitude with it to not get tired of it. And because, I mean, even when it comes to not, t you know, speaking to the man and like doing what other people tell you to do mm -hmm. in a way that still is what content creation is. While there isn't a direct person telling you what to make, you have to kind of detail your content to what your audience wants to see and like you obviously have a large amount of creative control in that but if you aren't making what people want to watch they're not going to watch it yeah yeah You're and still it's a slave to that that's dramatic. yeah it's that's, not that's even pessimistic it's not like that but <laughs> yeah it, it's certainly better than sitting in an office with a man in a suit telling you exactly yeah. what to make yeah um, but there's that aspect is never truly gone yeah and you know for some people that then gets more difficult because instead of you know the man in a suit in the office telling you what to do it's the man in your brain which for some people can be even harder on them totally. um you know whether that's being so critical of yourself that you know it's affecting you mentally or being so lackadaisical about it that you don't get any work done mm -hmm. um you know, it requires a lot of discipline and kind of, you know, reframing your attitude to be able to work for yourself. Because sure, you're working for your audience. They're the people who are consuming it, but they're not the ones in your home <laughs> saying, you better edit this video. Mm -hmm. uh, or at least I would hope they're not in your home doing that. Mom, um, come back, leave. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Stop. Um, so yeah, so that can be a very difficult transition which i feel like you know you have kind of been making the freelance transition um and i know keaton has mm -hmm. recently as well which i think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people who are very entrepreneurial and creative and just want to start doing their own thing and i'm guilty of this is that they think they basically have to get rid of all of their safety nets they have to get rid of you know, like basically everything that is blocking them from this, which 
in their mind is probably their job and, you know, certain relationships. And so then they just get rid of all that thinking that it's going to, you know, declutter their life and they'll be able to do it. But then you're suddenly out of a job and you're, you're, you know, you're pursuing this thing and you don't realize, oh, this is going to take, you know, at least months, if not years to actually get to a sustainable you know, point it's, it's easy to think that like once you make the decision to do it it'll just start happening because uh, that almost happened with us um, and with me because um, over the summer I did have a lot of kind of similar stuff to you Barry where like suddenly I had a lot less people in my life and a lot less to do with my time and I was like oh this is the perfect opportunity to finally making content like I wanted yeah. to do um and in my mind i was like all right i'm just gonna do it and it's just gonna happen um but then it was a lot of work and i like there's a lot of pre-planning and just a lot that goes into it and you can be like okay i'm i think i'll actually start doing to this doing this but it it, it's not that easy it's not that natural it's you got to put a lot of effort into it and you have to keep going and not kind of deal with that burnout especially in the beginning um yeah so do you want to talk to us a little bit about the beginning and like you said when you first started you were just kind of posting in these small reddit groups and stuff and kind of about like what the process was of that audience growing and how that felt yeah so so i streamed i started how do i how do i pronoun this um my human (laughs) friend started streaming a month all right and now that joke's over um my I started streaming about a month before I became Barry. Um it's about, okay. th- about three times. And I met like one or two I met one streamer essentially, who I still keep up with on Twitter, um, to this day, which is cool. He's very funny. Um and that's that's him. <laughs> At nodding penguin on Twitter. Um anyway. Um Hey, 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 hey. Don't shout sorry, people out on sorry, our on sorry, our podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Big bleep. <laughs> yeah, no, cut it's it. Cut it. Uh, so I did that, and then was the the whole berry idea thing. And so then I, I just went dark for a month, essentially. And then I came back okay. and, and renamed my channel and started, like, I think August 1st, 2018. Almost, like, that day exactly. Um, somewhere in this period of time, I was also very inspired by YouTubers who I did not know about until that year. Because YouTube has changed so much. And when I came back, yeah. I missed the whole edgy phase of YouTube. Like 2016. Honestly, yeah. I, I kind of did too because I, I had this guilty habit of only my bookmark was my subscriptions. And so it was just, I was just watching YouTube for the people I've been watching for years. Yeah. Um, and especially as me and Jesse have gotten into the content game, he keeps bringing up these names who are huge. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like a few months ago, I mentioned iDubs and you were like, who? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like- I, was, I was just watching my subscriptions and all these like recommended, I never went to the homepage and I just didn't see all these, If you, you were know, keeping tabs people. in the last three years, you would have, I had no clue who iDubs was until last Last year, because I went back into mm-hmm. YouTube and I was like, "Who is this?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm way more guilty of like watching, <laughs> ironically, smaller content creators besides the people that I've met, which I guess counts. But like, I had uh, the YouTube landscape had totally changed, you know, in those years. I missed the whole edgy years of YouTube for the most part. It's still kind of, you know, still kind of happening in 2018. But I found out through PewDiePie about Grande and Dolan Dark. And Mm -hmm. that whole interplay back then was so funny to me because they all said that they were were the same account 
and they like had a, a meme election, like who was the meme yeah. general because of uh, because of uh, of the space force um, thing. And uh, anyway, so I thought I'll make a meme for Grande and see if he, uh, you know, see what happens. Like I was like, I'm going to make it to see if it's something that he would see. So I used memes that he would like and I made some and I bought one of his shirts and I said, hey, I ran out of gas to go vote for you because I bought your overpriced shirt. But I like the shirt. Essentially, it's still on my channel. Um, and he retweeted it. <laughs> Um, and he was like one fifth of the size that he is now. Cause after that, mm -hmm. he just skyrocketed. I mean, he's huge. Now, uh, yeah. But it was, he, he was probably at like, I think he was at half a million back then. And he's at like two, he's at 3 million now. Like, and it's not, it's only a little over a year later. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like I've been seeing a lot is, of that lately where people go from like a, a couple hundred K to just multiple millions in the course of a month or two. Yeah. Well, I mean, even on a smaller it, scale too, like even just, a couple thousand to a hundred thousand like just the way mm -hmm. whatever algorithm that is running everything works it's just like once someone gets a taste of that it's just like reel it on in um so yeah it's you get it's the crazy sauce and it goes yeah there's so many creators who've been like that like and not that they haven't been like grande was making yeah. mm -hmm. for years and years and years you know gus yeah. johnson mm -hmm. he was at 400k at about the middle of last year I think he's at 1.4 yeah. mil now. You know, he's getting a million in the last year and he's done stuff with Oh yeah, that stuff has been great. Stuff, you know, like um yeah, it's been fantastic. Super cool to see. He's promoting yeah. that he gets more <laughs> that, like, oh, and that's such so a crazy. That's um, such a crazy dynamic that like cuz you think, "Oh, Comedy Central bringing on a yeah. YouTube creator. That's that's big. That's huge." But oh. really it's, you know, Gus Johnson, I think I saw one with like Caleb City like on another one and it's like really they're bringing a lot of viewership to yeah. the the golden yeah. days of comedy and stuff which was on TV. Um because transitioning from that TV to the glorious internet, it's just such a different environment that I don't think companies were ready mm -hmm. to transition to when they needed to. So they're finally getting the uh, getting around to doing it. Finally getting it. So Disney has been uploading on the Disney Channel uh, just full uh -oh. episodes of old Disney Channel shows like zach and cody and wizards on waverly place and they're getting like no 10 way. million views each um because i think they're finally realizing people are on youtube and like that's they just got 10 million more views on a show that's probably just been sitting on a, sitting on a hard drive for a while um and so yeah i think i think networks are finally getting the idea because obviously they've been around on youtube and the internet for trying a while to now. promote people to come to yeah there but know. now they're coming to us yeah. as they well, i mean it's they, just the no as they should we can be entitled yeah. here. i mean it's the next natural um, evolution of media consumption well you could be entitled but then there's like then they be they're the ones becoming <laughs> entitled <That's true. laughs> like so yeah like growing on twitch is a process and uh you know, I got, I was like I say, I got lucky a few times. Uh, one time I was the only person on all of Twitch playing a particular game. That person hosted me. And that then helps. that involved me in a community that did what was called an affiliate push, which is where somebody's close to being affiliate. And you just say, hey, everybody, this person's close to affiliate. And I had no prior knowledge of this. And they just flood your channel and bump your average over. And then you become affiliate. And that nice. happened to me. 
I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm very grateful for those people for me doing that. And that was like, that was the coolest feeling. Like just that you could make like a few bucks, you know, or just like, just that it was like an official thing. It was like, Hey, you're growing. People can have badges on your channel. Um, you're growing, you know, as potential. Um, and it was super cool. And to keep growing, you know, I, I'm very grateful for all the people who have helped me grow. Like that first group of people like Rob, uh, Robert, uh, loves games um robert does love games he really does and now he just loves mario maker 2 anyway <laughs> i know um, every notification he I yeah it was just, just funny it's it's awesome um and then my stream fundamentally changed the day that jesse joined actually and it's not anything in particular like other than what, what did you do to, what, what did, did you do, do so Jesse? he came in oh. and he and he said a lot of things where i had to censor the stream no, I'm uh, <laughs> um no he just he came by and then some other people came by that i'd never met all at the same time and it just became the first time it felt like it wasn't just the same audience that everybody else had it wasn't just the same thing it was like wow this is starting to feel like you know my community and that was really cool like the the berry bebop community i guess it's just growing it's it's a cool feeling and now you know now i'm kind of at this phase where i'm in this weird in-betweener stage like i'm having to kind of like choose my interactivity selectively if that makes sense like i just opened a minecraft server and now i have to think who can i let in not because i don't want necessarily everybody to be in but at the same time like there are only 10 people that can play at once and and all of a sudden all these people are in and the second time i used it or maybe the first time i streamed it yeah the first time i streamed it it, there were too many people to play that everybody could play and i was like okay so i need to start just making some weird decisions like okay i have this pop-up system well if i keep growing it's going to get to a point where i cannot let everybody use it you know, right. Like it would just, it would and ruin the stream. It would, it would, it would destroy it. <laughs> not that it's not yeah, already I mean, kind of they're... destroyed always, yeah. <laughs> but obviously you know what I mean. And so it's, that's where I'm at right now. And at the same time, like I'm having a lot of fun, like, you know, the break was really good too. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm still having a lot of fun and I have so many, so many ideas, like just, just a ton ideas are not the issue it's just it's doing them yeah Yeah. um so as someone who's kind of in that like state transition where like again like i don't know what it's like to have to moderate or find someone to moderate you know your chat Mm -hmm. or who should be allowed to do these things and then kind of like with that you know i know you've had some more freelance opportunities and Mm -hmm. so kind of like trying to balance all of that and also like with that comes kind of a new mindset like you always have to be on your feet because you can't just get settled into your current situation because obviously like right now we're just kind of you know on cruise control doing whatever Mm -hmm, but eventually we'll have to get to a point where you know we have to think a lot more about what we're doing Mm -hmm. and it just kind of grows from there and so I know recently I have kind of been mm-hmm. your recruiter for yes. uh, everything. I basically just, You're my if I recruiter. see, if I see at like anyone saying, 
uh, I needed an editor for this. I just sent it to Barry. And so uh, recently you have kind of gone through the trials of one of those uh, creators that will remain unnamed just yeah. for uh, just because that's not the, that's not yeah. the point, you know. I sent you that DM because I I personally thought the styles would mesh really well, which is true. Or at least I thought that. Appear <laughs> uh, into you the made future the there. there. <laughs> you, no, it was uh, a great choice, and you were one hundred percent right. The, you, I'm so glad that you send me things like you're just on Twitter at the right times because I follow these people. And, you, and I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, and I'm on Twitter a lot. And so I was like, how did I miss this? Thank you. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, what what was that process like? And oh, I God. guess because, I mean, it's especially for someone who is popular. I mean, it's a rat race. Like, if you watched iDub's video yeah. about, you know, all the people that sent submissions in, like, I, I mean, like, it's almost us being sympathetic to him. Because, like, how do you even... Watch how do you begin? hundreds of yeah. videos. Um, and then how do you make a decision? Because at a certain yeah. point, there have got to be multiple, multiple of the quality. Multiple really want. good ones. And then how do you pick one? Yeah. yeah. So what was that process like from the other end as someone who submitted Ugh. something and actually kind of went through a bit of the, you know, a bit of the acceptance process? And what was that like? Okay. Yeah. Well... Uh, go subscribe to the Digital Cemetery if you haven't already, because he's a great <laughs> recruiter and tells great stories. Okay, um, uh, so so Jesse sends me this awesome email from a YouTuber that's like, "Hey, here is um, you know this whatever, uh, here's this uh, job opportunity, you know, hiring an editor." And I was like, "Well, that's impossible, whatever." Just like the last few that I missed, and you know, I so I just like I just phoned it in almost. I was like, like, I'll write a professional email, but I was so stressed about like for other ones, like, oh, I should make a portfolio or I should get this together or whatever. And I just don't have that. So I was like, all right, here, I'll send one of my uh, Barry Bebop videos and a video I edited for one other uh, YouTuber who I still do stuff for somewhat. Um, and that's a good thing. Uh, they're like, now I made it sound bad. It's fine. Anyway, so... <laughs> So it took, I don't know how long, maybe, and I like, I was, I did not expect to hear anything. And then, uh, and I think I told you that, Jesse. I was like, I didn't expect yeah. to hear anything. I even told a coworker, uh, I was like, I do not expect to hear anything from this. And then he got back to me, but uh, all the emails were very vague. It was incredibly vague. And like, I, I got a response email that was like, this is going to be a lot of, complaining it'll end in a good note but uh, not to i'm not to like not to go off i gotta get it out somewhere yeah uh it was a lot of it was very vague like it was like it it you know the next email i'm getting ahead of myself the next email was you know um what do you do outside of you know video editing how many hours would you be able to commit um you know what uh would you be able to imitate style and you know i you know put all these answers and uh, previously, you know, I did one of these and when I said that I work full time, it's an immediate thing. So I kind of just, um, I kind of just pushed my limits. I was like, this is what I could do. And if I could do those actual hours then I wouldn't sleep that much, but at the same time I was like, I want this to happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I really want this to happen. So I will do my best if that happens. And, uh, I didn't hear back for uh, what happened after that. Just these emails took forever. I mean, it was a couple of days. Yeah. It was many days. It was a couple of days between... 
responses if i remember yeah i don't want to read them exactly but like it it was it was multiple days and then it was essentially like oh it had to you gave your rate and i gave like more of an industry rate which i found out was a mistake um because i was gonna be very underpaid and there's all these youtubers on twitter that come out later and say oh i was underpaid whatever and on the one end it's like yeah you know it'd be nice if they paid more on the other end i accepted that rate you know like there's some personal responsibility to be held there so anyway um now i would have you know but there was also the potential for me to be paid more later and so i was like you know what i'll just try this out it could be a really good thing but then after that it sounded like i had gotten the job and i didn't hear back for nearly two weeks nearly two weeks of this i think i got this thing and so i just i'm just an anxious person so i'm just sitting on the edge of my phone like when am I going to get this? When am I going to get this? What's happening? I'm like kind of preparing to, to mold my time around this. And I just don't hear anything for two weeks. And eventually I get a message on, I, Oh, well, no, actually, I'm sorry. I this is such a blur from all the stress. I got a message back <laughs> not long after that said, Hey, what's your discord ID? And then I was waiting for weeks. Like I am ready to contact you to give you work. Now you will wait two weeks for me to finally contact you on discord. <laughs> And I finally get contacted by Discord, and it's not from him. It's from, or it's from him on an alt account, and then he sends me to the, his his manager person, which is fine. And then I found out I didn't get the job. I was in I was in a bidding war for the job. Okay, that was worded confusingly. Uh, I can forgive that, but it very like it was just all it just the the wording became vague, and that was weird. And then this next part was on me and Jesse. I can't remember if I told you this. So they said make a video use this live stream and make a test video. So I said, okay, I'll do that. So I, I just gave up the next five days. Um, I took days off of work because um, I was going to do some other stuff too. And then I didn't do that stuff because I did this. I was just trying to catch up on, on content and I had days that I could spend. And I was like, I'm going to spend some days and work on some of this stuff. And so I spent uh, like days just like working on this video, trying to figure out how it needs to be edited. Um, which would all be shorter with time. But in the first time it takes me to learn something, it takes me a very long time. It takes a lot of mm-hmm. like worry. I deal with fear of failure a lot, which is natural for a lot of people, but um, it paralyzes me early on. And so when I'm like trying to learn how to edit something, it doesn't actually take me long to edit it. It takes me long to worry about how I should edit it. <laughs> um, and so finally I make it through and I had stayed up all night to finishing this video. And I'm in, I'm in the shower and I'm, and I'm standing there and I'm thinking, I feel like I read that prompt wrong. This is right when I'm about to send it to him. I'm like, I just feel like I misread something. And so I go in again, because I had edited a 10-minute piece, and I go in again, and it says, edit one minute of footage. One minute of footage. I edited an hour stream down into 10 minutes. Like, I made a full YouTube video. (laughs) I made a full YouTube video. (laughs) And the sad part is, this is not the first time this has happened in my life, but the first time this kind of thing happened... (laughs) Which is mean it's a pattern. But the first time this happened in my life, I got a job. So <laughs> the first time I misread instructions, I got a video editing job. So I was like, whatever, man. I'll just send it in. And I said, yeah, I misread this. And here's a 10-minute video. His manager was like, that's hilarious. I'll send it in to him. And then I got back sometime later. Hey, I think uh, close to a week. Hey, he would like to use this video for the channel. And I was like, oh, dang. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, so I ended up, I ended up bouncing back and forth with him with edits and, 
and you know me learning how he communicated was very weird and and i'm just like i just fear the worst always so that was like very stressful and and him you know learning how to communicate with me and communicate with him and i finally finished this video and then this is also on me i didn't realize i should have asked um am i going to get paid for this one and mm -hmm. um is this an indication of continued employment um and I got him the video finally and it was done. And before I even had half a day to worry about if he was going to pay me, he paid me. So that was great. Um, okay. That's good. Yeah. So that, yeah. that, that's a happy ending. And then the way he was speaking was like that he had hired a cycle of editors and that I would be in that cycle. He had said, you know, for the next one. Um, and that was cool. And then the next weekend, Jesse, my manager, uh, right there next to me <laughs> sends me another email that says hey elvis the alien is hiring an editor you should apply for this one too and what's the first thing that i cite in that email is my brand new video that i edited for this youtuber as well as this other one and another thing and for some reason i put something that i do for my day job as well because why why not um mm -hmm. instead of a berry thing whatever and uh and then the next morning I'm looking on the YouTuber I edited for his channel. That's such a long way to avoid saying a name. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to say that sentence. The YouTuber I edited for his channel. Um, and the video is gone because I was checking the views because I was seeing how I was doing and it wasn't doing as well. I could, I could tell it wasn't doing as well. And this is probably why it got privated. One is because a new upload went up a few days after that. So he was probably like, okay, these don't need to be cluttered together. But two... He didn't expect a video to be made. And this video had a lot of language in it and so much that censoring would ruin the video. So he knew and he told me that it would get demonetized. And I think that he just wanted to put up anyway because it was a good video. But since it got demonetized, probably, since I don't know, the views got throttled. He was like, it's just not doing it for the channel. I'm going to private this because it's private. It's not deleted. He's going, I'm going to private this and put up the next video. So that's very disheartening, but there's nothing I can do about that. There's no reason for yeah. me to ask, and I have no idea if he's going to ask me to do another video again. Um, yeah. And that really sucks. And I wanted to say this a while ago. I have, uh, I have taken, you know, if I see another job opportunity, I might apply. But I'm going to just redirect my efforts to trying Your to own do stuff. Tr my own stuff and trying to do my best yeah. with my day job. There's there's you know things with that too but try to try to stay positive and focus on my day job and focus on this because i was putting so much thought and energy towards all this freelance stuff and a lot of that is kind of naturally coming to an end just for various reasons and not, not right. they're not bad um i made plenty 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 of mistakes in that whole process so i'm not uh i can't be really mad like i mean there were plenty of things that if we're given the chance would be like this made me this was confusing this was this this was that but like he didn't expect a video yeah absolutely and so i don't really and and i don't have a claim on whether or not it goes up anyway you know so um right yeah so i've just taken that with stride i can't really watch his videos right now anymore like i, <laughs> I just had to i was like <laughs> like the new one went up and i was like i just can't watch this i just can't i can't <laughs> do it you know if i do another one of these i'll i'll watch them and study again but like uh you know, yeah, you know, the idea of kind of doing a, a cobbling together a career is cool. Like there's lots of possible, there's lots of possibilities. And, 
you know, and it works for some people. And there are people out there who do a variety of things and make a living through it, you know, and or who who become uh, creative entrepreneurs in many areas. Uh, Tyler, the creator, obviously a different case, mm-hmm. um, started out primarily with music, but now has a huge clothing line or has clothing lines, has shoe lines, came out with an ice cream at one point earlier this year, <laughs> um, you know, and does music. And then there's I'm trying to think of a YouTuber who kind of does uh, multiple Joji. things. Joji. Which that was a big transition yeah. rather than doing all of it at once. But I mean, yeah, I also had one of those phases where I wasn't watching YouTube. And when I did, mm-hmm. Filthy Frank was huge. And so I started watching yeah. it. Uh, and then I I remember like just listening to Spotify and just hearing the song. I was like, this is dope. And I look at it. And I was like, wait, is that? <laughs> filthy frank yeah, i still cover? haven't wrapped my head around what? it because like yeah. i'll listen, you'll play his music in the car and then you'll be like joji and then it'll take me a couple seconds to remember oh that's filthy frank oh my gosh and like especially like knowing that you've watched this person like mm-hmm. torture themselves on camera and obviously like it's great that he left youtube because it was obviously yep. destroying him mentally but and he wouldn't but yeah it, it's anymore. it's so cool to be you know in in a time where people can do that, they can mm-hmm. make drastic creative transitions. They can, you know, cobble together this career that they want. And that's kind of what this show is all about of yeah. bringing together all of your interests and all of your passions and finding a way to put all those puzzle pieces together and somehow make it work. Yeah. Because I think there's a big like appreciation for especially in the world of youtube and twitch and everything of the person making the content mm-hmm. uh i think for a long time in the like media world it was about the content itself you know making it to networks and everything mm-hmm. um but there's a big emphasis now that it's you know your everyday folk making all this content on the person making it which helps those transitions because like the fact that you know you want to keep supporting that person um and like you enjoy them and what they're creating if they have a big switch if you're not just like a casual viewer you know if you are invested in their work that you will make that switch with them because there's you know even with like the rise of patreon and all these like ways to just support the creators themselves i feel like it makes it a lot easier to make those kind of creative transitions yeah i feel like I feel like the common trajectory for a lot of big personalities that grow is that at first they attach themselves to some sort of trend or greater intellectual property. And at a certain point, they have themselves have enough fans that appreciate them more than the trend Mm -hmm. that they can do whatever they want. Um, Joji's a good example, sort of, I guess. I didn't really watch Filthy Frank, but like, he just had that like edgy whatever content, right? And eventually, right. Mm-hmm. he grew enough hardcore fans that they could he could pull over, make serious music. Um, again, b- multiple times, but whether you like him or not, PewDiePie um, started out yeah. as horror games, then did video games, then stopped playing video games for three years, um, and had some of his most successful years. Then had his more su- most successful years again. Then started playing video games again and had his most successful years again. Like it's insane, but yeah. um, it's just success. All right. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah just learn. I'm, I'm sure it's not easy. I'm sure. No, yeah. I mean if you talk there's about a lot, consistency, a t- he's a ton never to it. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, talk about streaming, streaming schedule or uploading schedule. He mm-hmm. has never stopped. Like 
I mean, just all that content, and I've only ever seen one PewDiePie video. Oh, nice! <laughs> it was uh, Amnesia: The Dark Descent forever ago. Back when oh, well, that games. was when he started getting big. That was like yep. that was, his... uh, and that I saw one, and I was like, eh. Yeah, <laughs> I never watched it again. That's totally uh, just because, like, obviously he has an alluring personality for a lot of people, but like at that point in time, I was watching a lot of like Rooster Teeth Let's Plays yeah. and, I was, and like Achievement Hunter, and I was like, eh, I like them better. I'm just gonna keep watching them. Red versus blue. Um, so I, I never got heck yeah. I never got on the uh, PewDiePie train, and then there was that whole PewDiePie versus T series thing, yeah. and because uh, I went on a trip to Australia this past oh, summer nice. to work with some. Um, some children and youth and stuff. And uh, we all kind of had to have fun facts. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've got six subscribers on YouTube. I'm kind of a big deal. That's my um, fun fact because I was at <laughs> six back then. Um, it's just kind of a joke, especially for like the middle schoolers who like love YouTube and everything. Yeah. And they'd always be like, are you subscribed to PewDiePie? <laughs> I'd be like, uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> if I say yes, will you subscribe to me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Are you subscribed to me, child? Take that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, we kind of talked about this last time about kind of who we're watching right now, which is kind of a cool idea for this being a show about content. So uh, what have you been watching, Jesse? I haven't been consuming a lot just because of work and figuring other life stuff out. Um, but our friend Grant has been watching a lot of this Chinese man on Twitter. I, we don't who... know how to say his name, so sorry. <laughs> um I, I don't I'll put, think I'll I put a link to the Twitter in the description. Um, but yeah, I don't want to butcher that. I mean, like, they're just mesmerizing short videos of this dude <laughs> absolutely destroying, like, ten glasses of whatever alcohol he can get his just hands so on. Just so much. That <laughs> just I'm like, surprised he's not dead. Just, like, completely So he'll have, like, hammering. this huge goblet full of alcohol and he'll just like break an egg pour it in there and then take like four full bottles of something else and pour oh, it in there shit. and then just chug it in like 10 seconds and all set to just like really intense like i guess chinese rock it's like <laughs> a, a, it's almost nightcore yeah oh my god and it's just wait what is it's this so called? good um, I don't. Uh, I don't, I don't know his name. And I'll send it to you on Twitter for sure. Yeah. I'll send it to you on Twitter, and we'll but, put it in the description for everyone yeah. else. Oh and it's just. But it's he's such also such a wholesome guy. Yeah. Uh, he oh. doesn't speak English, but he's been tweeting in English using Google Translate. Yeah. And he recently tweeted like, "I don't speak English. This I have to use Google Translate." But I love all of you for enjoying my videos. I'm just a simple man in yeah, rural yeah, China. Simple man in rural <laughs> China. I love you, dude. Like, yeah, he says, "I love you all." Uh so. I've been enjoying that, um, but I haven't been doing much else. Yeah, I get that. I also, um, I haven't been watching a ton of YouTube and stuff because I've been, uh, I got a lot of new content rolling out and I'm treating my other podcast, uh, RPG Roulette, a lot more seriously. Um, it's pretty exciting. We're oh, so, moving what, to so a this, every... So we don't matter to you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm treating this one seriously too. Um, but we're moving that one to a every other week schedule. Um, so I've been pretty busy preparing and getting everything ready for that. And then I've also been working on a lot of new YouTube content. Um, I've got a couple of videos actually edited and ready to go out, but I'm trying to space them out so I don't just flood it all at once. Um, but I'm currently on this journey uh, to consume the entire canon timeline of Star Wars media chronologically, Whoa. which is a lot. Um, so that's where a lot of my watching has been, but so on YouTube, I've been watching a lot of like Star Wars theories and stuff like Star Wars Explained, Star Wars Theory, that kind of, uh, stuff. So I, I haven't been watching a ton of regular quotes, if there even is yeah. a regular YouTube. Regular YouTube. 
Now, just real quick, when you mean like all Star Wars media, can you describe yeah, that what includes, that means? Um, that means <laughs> comics, books, uh, video games, TV series, movies, any, promotional, anything that's canon. There's uh, so on oh, the Star Lord. Wars wiki, the Wikipedia. There's a list of canon. And I'm I'm going through it all, and uh, that's one thing. One of the videos I've edited, um, I'm gonna do a review of everything. Also, okay, um, dang, they're like two, they're like two sentence reviews. So they're not in depth, but oh, I'm, okay. I'm I'm doing a review of everything. Okay, um, yeah, but so I've been I've been watching a lot of Star Wars and reading <laughs> a lot of books in my spare time. Well, that sounds but Barry, that sounds good books are good. What? Do, yeah, um, it's actually been great. I haven't read a book in <laughs> so yeah, long. Yeah. I've only read uh, manga recently, and I decided yesterday yeah. that I wouldn't do that anymore, <laughs> <laughs> which I can explain. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, I haven't read a—I think two years ago I read through Harry Potter again, and then that was the last time. Mm. I Like, I've read textbook passages. I'm, I'm, I've skimmed textbook passages, nice. let's be honest. Ah. Um, but I haven't, like, read a book in forever, and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is nice. And then I also—I got Audible, so I could listen to them, nice. too. Free trial, 10% off. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I have been trying to watch less YouTube just because not because it sounds hypocritical to say. It is hypocritical to say. <laughs> Whatever. Um yeah. because at some point you have to start watching so much content, start making your own. But I still watch a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I watch all the the big people like, you know, I keep tabs on you know, Gus Johnson, Nikki Jakey, PewDiePie, XYZ, whatever. Um the ones that I want to just point out specifically, I would say, is I'm trying to say this right. Uh, Mikasakus, Mikasakus, I don't know. M M I K A S A C U S. For anybody who's decided to write that down just now, um, he makes. Uh, we'll, we'll wait for you get some pen and paper. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Wait. Oh, all right, all right, class, get ready. All okay. Right. Um, he makes the most visually com- like interesting comedic video essays like they all have a very specific distinct style and they're always satirical so like a recent one i'm looking at some of the titles right now and the first one that i saw which actually i hate this i absolutely hate this actually fooled me until the very end when i watched it where is it i gotta find it um was where is it here nope (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it's this one. Here's how Apex Legends is helping topple North Korea. That one sounds more obvious. <laughs> it's not that one. I it feels like I can't find it. But uh, another one is, um, the government will use esports to pass laws. Here's how. And they're just this very dry, uh, witty, like clean cut kind of thing. But then every once in a while, he comes out with these videos that are incredibly emotional, and the style is the same. But they're just very good. He did one uh, called The Feeling of the Last Day of Class. It's beautiful. Um, And he also just does music under the name Alex Unknown. And the album that he put out is awesome. Anyway, he's not actually a small YouTuber. He's got like 200,000 subscribers. But he's very, very underrated. And his videos don't get a ton of hits on the whole. Like, you know, I'm looking at these and the normal ones get like 20,000 views. Anyway, he's really cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on our show, Barry. Thank you guys for having yes, me. It was thank fun. you for joining it's us. It's a new experience. And, uh, so where can the people listening find you? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Barry Bebop. Twitter.com slash Barry Bebop Boy. 
at youtube.com slash channel slash u2365. No, I don't know. Just search Barry Bebop on YouTube. Um, yeah. yeah, so, and if you tune into Barry's stream, it's some funny games, mostly. Uh, I know when you travel, you do some I, very artistic ASMR I sessions. Have a, I typically mm-hmm. have a new idea for a traveling stream, and I'm so <laughs> excited, and it is at like nothing I've done before, and I'm incredibly stoked. So I've got well, I've got you heard it here. Stay tuned so you can see this new exciting experimental stream. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us, Barry, and you, the viewer, slash uh, listener, slash listener. This is also a podcast. This is a mainly po- a, real a podcast. podcast. Yes, <laughs> a real podcast. Um, but to get the full experience, watch this on YouTube again for fun. Because you love us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're letting you know now at the end. Uh, if you've just listened to all of this, you, you could have it watched wrong. it. You did it wrong. <laughs> Seriously, this is um, great, guys. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, uh, thanks for coming. And uh, I think that's a wrap. Bye. Bye. Also, one last note. If you want to be on the show, just send us an email at size doesn't matter show. At gmail.com. Not SDM show. That is our Twitter handle at and SDM show. Keaton tried to hack into that it, email. Yeah, I was very frustrated when our password wasn't working on SDM show <laughs> until I got to the recovery and saw that that wasn't my phone number. <laughs> That's someone else's email. Don't email them. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter and contact us there at SDM show. Yes. Um, and we'd love to have you on, whatever you do, whether it's Twitch, YouTube, Etsy whatever if you make it we'll talk about it let's talk about that this video (laughs) is sponsored by nord shave club (laughs) shave your armpits with the power of secure internet have you have you had internet people steal your your dna well don't worry take it with nord nord shave butter and bring it and smooth it on your internet security it's code code size for 300 percent off